In today's story, we are going back to Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 through 40, when we see how Jacob gets the blessing of his father Isaac through deception. So join us as we continue our walk through the Old Testament. In this episode, we see how Jacob gets the blessing of his father Isaac through deception. And this story is the culmination. It is the third battle between Jacob and Esau. The first battle took place in the womb. You remember that Jacob and Esau were wrestling to see who could be born first. The second battle was for the birthright. We recall that Esau did not regard his birthright highly, and he sold it to Jacob for stew in Genesis chapter 25, verse 33. But in today's story, we see the third battle, the battle for the blessing. And it's here that we see Rebekah and Jacob conspire to receive the blessing of God by deception. The story can be broken up into four scenes. And this family of four, it is interesting to note that in each scene, only two members of the family are together. In no scene are all four members of the family ever put together. The first scene is in verse one through four, where Isaac offered to bless Esau, his favored son. The second scene is in verse 5 to 17, where Rebekah sends Jacob into action to stop the blessing from going to the wrong son, or so she believes. The third scene takes place in verse 18 to 29, where Jacob deceives his father and receives the blessing. And in the fourth and final scene in verses 30 to 40, everything is discovered and the family becomes even more divided. So let's begin in the first scene, beginning in Genesis chapter 27, verse 1. When Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And prepare for me delicious food, such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Isaac was 137 years old now, and his eyesight had become dim. So he realized that he needed to perform his patriarchal duty of blessing his firstborn son. It's interesting to note that there really was an urgency in hindsight because Isaac lived another 43 more years after this story. So we see here in the first scene that Isaac summons his older son and instructs him to take his quiver and bow and go out to hunt for some wild game in order that he might prepare food that he enjoyed. And there they would share a meal and Isaac would give his blessing. And receiving his father's request with gladness, Esau left to hunt. Now what blessing did Isaac intend to give Esau? Well, there were three distinct blessings that Isaac would give. The first would be a general blessing that a father would give to his son. And you'll recall that Jacob, when he had his 12 sons, gave blessing to each of his 12 sons. The second blessing would be a blessing that would be given by a father to his son, whom he would select as the next leader of the family tribe. And this is generally given to the firstborn son, the eldest son. 
But the third type of blessing that's unique for Isaac to give would be the covenantal promises and the blessings associated with that that God had originally given to Abraham. You remember that the three parts of the Abrahamic covenant included the promise of first, the land, second, descendants and nations to come from those descendants, and third, the promise that all nations will be blessed through Abraham. Isaac intended to bestow the second type of blessing to Esau, that is, the special blessing that a father would give to his eldest son to be the next leader of their family tribe. Isaac, I think, understood that the Abrahamic covenantal blessings would go to Jacob based on the prophecy and the prophetic word that God had given Rebekah in Genesis chapter 25. Now, why do I believe this to be true? Well, notice, uh, as we'll soon see, when Isaac thought that he was blessing Esau, he actually made no reference to the Abrahamic covenantal promises. But once Isaac knew that he was knowingly blessing Jacob in chapter 28, he did bless Jacob with the Abrahamic covenantal promises before Jacob's departure for Haran. So this is one reason why Isaac decided to bless Esau without Jacob being present because this would go against the normal protocol during these days. Well, let's continue with scene two, beginning in chapter 27, verse five. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats, so that I may prepare from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah's mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him, and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go, bring them to me. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared delicious food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goat she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So we see here that after overhearing Isaac's instruction to Esau, Rebekah devises a plan to secure the blessing for Jacob. She tells Jacob about Isaac's conversation with his older brother Esau. And the plan was this, that Rebekah would prepare some tasty food that Isaac would like uh, using two choice young goats, and Jacob would take this food to his father to receive the blessing. Now, Jacob is very concerned because his older brother Esau was hairy and he had smooth skin. And Jacob was aware that if Isaac discovered the truth of Jacob's deception, Isaac would curse rather than bless him. 
But Rebecca reassured his younger son or her younger son that she would take the curse on herself. And I believe one motivation for Rebecca's actions was her sincere desire to see the fulfillment of God's divine word, which she had received during her pregnancy, as we alluded to earlier in chapter 25, verse 23. So Jacob carried out his mother's instructions. And while the food was cooked, Rebekah took Esau's best clothes, and he put them on Jacob to make him smell like Esau. She covered his hands and a smooth part of his neck with the goat skin so that his exposed skin would feel rough to Isaac's touch. And she handed Jacob the meat and the bread to take to his father. Well, let's continue to scene three, chapter 27, beginning in verse 18. So he went in to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me, that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See the smell of my son as of the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. At the start of this third scene, we see Jacob entering his father's presence and simply saying two words, my father. Jacob knew that his voice did not sound like his brother's. So Isaac responded by asking who was there, and Jacob replied, I am Esau, your firstborn. Now, because Jacob had purchased the birthright from Esau, Jacob was stating a legal reality that he was, in fact, the firstborn. He was never the older son. He's not the elder son, but he had the legal status of the firstborn son since that birthright had been sold to him. But Jacob's outright lie was him stating that he was Esau. Jacob invites Isaac to sit up and eat some of the food so that he might give Jacob his blessing. Isaac asked how his son had found the food, the game, so quickly. And Jacob dodges the question by saying, Yahweh your God gave me success. Well, Isaac, doubting that this was Esau based on the voice, uh, Isaac asked Jacob to come near in order that he might touch him, confirming whether this person really was his son, Esau. 
But after touching him, Isaac said, the voice was Jacob's, but the hands were Esau's. Now, Isaac was still confused by the discrepancy between what he had heard and what he had felt. And not convinced that it was Esau, Isaac asked again if he really was his son Esau. Jacob lied again and said, I am. You will notice that Jacob spoke very few words so as to not give himself away. Isaac then asked him to bring him some of the game that he might eat and then give him the blessing. And so Jacob sets the food before Isaac and Isaac eats. Jacob then gave his father also some wine, which he also drinks. And after having finished eating, he asked Jacob to come near and kiss him, wanting further evidence that this was in fact Esau. And so when Jacob bends over, Isaac smells his clothes, and he can tell that the clothes were Esau's because they smelled of the field, which reflected the scent of Esau. And so being sufficiently persuaded that this was in fact Esau, Isaac gives the patriarchal blessing. And in this blessing, Isaac begins by referring to his son's love for the field and the open space. And then Isaac proceeds to give four aspects of this special blessing. First, Isaac asks God to give him of heaven's dew. And during this time in the land of Canaan, dew was essential for summer crops during the winterless summers. And this dew symbolized fertility. Second, Isaac asks God to give of earth's richness. Jacob's fields will yield grain, new wine, in full abundance. Third, Isaac prays that nations might serve Jacob, and as leader of the family tribe, he would be recognized by his brothers as Lord, and they would bow down to him. This promise captures the word that Rebekah had received from God about the children she was carrying, again in chapter 25, verse 23. And finally, Isaac concluded the blessing with this important formula, may those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. You'll notice that as soon as Esau learned of this deception, he became extremely angry and he cursed Jacob. Ironically, Esau's cursing of Jacob placed Esau under the curse attached to this fourth part of this blessing that he had lost. Now let's look at the final scene, beginning in verse 30. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out before the presence of Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the voice, the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. 
He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved the blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you, and all his brothers I have given to him for servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered him and said, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. At the start of this final scene, we see that Jacob leaves after receiving the blessing. And then Esau enters, carrying the food he had prepared for his father. He invites Isaac to sit up and eat that he might give him his blessing. Isaac asks, who are you? And Esau answered emphatically, I am your son, your firstborn son. This threefold identification made Isaac realize that this was in fact the true Esau. By identifying himself as the firstborn though, we see that Esau did in fact lie not admitting to himself or to others that he had sold his birthright to Jacob. While realizing that he had been betrayed, Isaac trembled violently. He had been cheated out of his desire to bless Esau, and he could do nothing to change what had happened. Isaac informs Esau that he had just eaten the game that was brought by another person and had blessed that individual. And he concluded with these fateful words, Indeed, he will be blessed. Nothing can undo this blessing. While well, learning at what had taken place, Esau bursted into bitter crying, and he laments that Jacob's name was appropriate because he had deceived him twice by taking his birthright and now his blessing. And he asked if there was not any blessing for him. His father replied that he had made Jacob lord over him and all his relatives were to be his servants. And so Esau continues to plead that his father should give him a blessing too, weeping out loud. Esau expresses much more concern over the loss of the blessing than he did at the loss of his birthright. And I think it is likely that he had resolved that having sold his birthright, he would not let Jacob get the blessing. And since the blessing was pronounced by his father, he had not foreseen that Jacob could in any way receive the blessing because of his own close relationship with his father, but Jacob had succeeded. On the selling of the birthright in chapter 25, Esau didn't show much understanding of the significance of his birthright. But in this story, Esau's behavior was different. His father asked him to go hunting prior to receiving the blessing, and he willingly complied. And despite the pain that he was now feeling, he spoke respectfully to his father, making no angry accusation. All Esau could say was, bless me too. So unlike the earlier circumstances in chapter 25, it is clear that while God favored Jacob, we see here that he's also showing sympathy for Esau. Well, how does today's Bible story fit into God's greater plan of redemption? In Acts chapter 3, the apostle Peter addresses the people by saying, Men of Israel, 
Why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. Peter was sharing this gospel story with a group of believers, and in the middle of his sharing, he gave God an interesting name. He calls him the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Peter didn't call God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. God chose Jacob rather than Esau to carry on the covenant promise that he had made to Abraham. And in that covenant, God said that Abraham's children would become a blessing to all nations. And that promise was passed on to Isaac and now to Jacob. Jacob's greatest descendant is our Lord Jesus Christ, and it is Jesus who becomes the blessing to all nations that God had promised. And despite the faults of this family of four, Isaac, Rebekah, Esau, and Jacob, God remains sovereign and he works everything for his good. 